going on, everyone? That's bringing it back to 1991 right there with Lounge Act off Nirvana's Nevermind. I uh, introed with that one today because the other day was Kurt Cobain's 52nd birthday. So happy birthday to Kurt Cobain. But aside from that, welcome to another episode of Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my co-host down there, E-Man Bates. That will be I. And we got a jam-packed studio today. Full of a uh, honey monsoon. Yeah, this is probably so the most guys. people we've had in one sitting here. <laughs> I like it, man. After like a, a month or two of having uh, hip hop guests, we got a band on here, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Appreciate you guys coming. So um, I'm excited to talk to you guys a little bit about your creative process and stuff because I've seen you now twice. Once was opening up for that guy who just walked out of here, Nick's band yeah. at Casual. Or I don't know if it was an opening act. It was more of like you guys were all. I think it was at. Um, What's the venue in Detroit? Love, Rusty Crow, maybe? Would that be possible? Oh. Mm-mm. Something in Detroit. I can't remember if it was Rusty Crow. I might have just made that up. Could have been Tangent. Yeah. Could have been Tangent. Tangent. But it was Circle, probably. Yeah, it might have been yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That was like yeah. a bunch of bands. Yeah. Like eight <laughs> bands. Yeah. And yeah. that one was a lot yeah. of fun. Was I was there. there like, oh. That one was stacked. I wasn't there for it, but that one was stacked. Yeah, I remember that. Full Circle. It's just the fam. Yeah, and then the Damn other time damn. I saw you was just recently uh, playing with E-Man for his uh, record release party, mm-hmm. so that was a lot of yes. fun too. That was a hype. Yep, appreciate you guys for that too. By the yeah. way, that was such a that was such a great show. We we killed a snowstorm yeah. in the middle <laughs> yeah. of a snowstorm. Energy at <laughs> that yeah, show was awesome. incomparable. And a homeless guy got to come out of the snow for a while and rock out in the front row for the yes. entire there evening. There was a photo. He was going ham. He was having so much fun. But anyways, um, I kind of want to hear about how you guys got started as a band. How long you guys uh, been making music together? How did you guys come about? And that that um, that kind of aspect of where you guys got going. We started uh, in 2016 at a party at my house in Ipsy. And uh, Ian Griffiths was there, our first bass player. And Taylor was there. Um, shout out to Ian for his birthday, by the way. Yes, yeah, it's, it's his birthday yeah, today. His birthday today. So yeah, happy birthday. Shout outs to the boy. so so i had this jam party at my house and everyone was there and it was really fun and um yeah just a couple months later i had a bunch of songs and i was trying to get started with a full band and try that sound out and uh, it all kind of came together and maybe real quick just so the people listening that don't see it on the live video maybe you guys could just go around and introduce yourself real quick and maybe say what you play or what your uh, spot in the band is hi i'm taylor and i play the drums all right, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Taylor. Uh, I'm Leo. I play paintbrushes and crayons. Yeah, those are, those are important. <laughs> yeah, I'm Alex, and I play bass. Nice to meet you guys. I'm Sam, and I play guitar. Nice. Oh, yeah, and I'm Anna, and uh, I play guitar, and I play keys, and do a lot of songwriting. Does everything. Lead <laughs> to the <laughs> I like to sing. That's awesome. Well, um, what do you guys, because I'm always curious about, so a lot of my friends, like E-Man will say when he's doing the recording process, he doesn't do a whole lot of listening to other things in fear of, like, sponging something else in and accidentally leaking that into his music. So yeah, when I'm recording, listen- I do I listen to no hip-hop when right. I'm recording. And I feel all. like that's all, that, that happens a lot with people that I ask that question to. They're like, yeah, while I'm recording, I usually try to steer away from at least the genre that I, that I create or whatever. So I don't know, is that something that you guys stick to, or do you like Today, to listen to music when like you're... like, in the car, like, uh... We were going here, and there was like just some weird, like classical, like clown music. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so I got so pissed that she turned it off because it was like, dude, that's my jam. So I think it's just like we try to like listen to all kinds of stuff. Nice. Like personally, at least yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I just listen to whatever I'm feeling like listening to that day. Um, but I also don't try to write genre specifically, so I I guess I don't have like a something in mind that I'm trying to go for that I need to avoid while I'm composing or, mm-hmm. or while we're making the album or whatever. Yeah, would you guys would you guys classify your guys as like a jazz kind of project? Yeah, I mean, people like things to be categorized. Yeah, I mean, so, you don't have to, but Right. It makes it easier jazz-y. though. So we kind of we, sure. we've Definitely kind of been going with a type of fusion. Of That's we, what I was We combine many different aspects of world music, soul, jazz, um, all sorts of stuff. That's kind of what I got from it too. It felt like it was jazz but only like um Maybe even a little bit more contemporary, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more, I guess, pop-friendly jazz, if in a way. But it's still definitely very instrument-driven, which I love about it. Like, I love the – just uh, having a horn section, by the way, is mm-hmm. awesome to hear yes. for me. I, that, it wins me over every time. <laughs> so, yeah, I got it. Um, E-Man, how did you get to meet these guys? How did your uh, relationship with them start? Through Ian, actually, I believe. Like, I think I saw you guys at – What's the pl- what's the little small coffee shop in Plymouth? Uh, coffee Bean. The Bean. Wow. Yeah, it was the very first time I met you guys, and that's I, a it long was time actually th- um, yeah, it was actually through Jason K. <laughs> oh, that's right. Shout out like, to I Jason to go, K. Yeah, I went to go see yeah, I went to go see Ian, and then I met you guys through there, and then me and Jason K started talking, and then he <laughs> sent me some homegirls garden tracks. That's right. And that's kind of how it started that's from right. there. Yeah. And oh, then that's what? Like, that's like what? Like a year and a half later. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like yeah. It feels like so long ago. I know, man. <laughs> Just yesterday. Oh, shout out to, uh, since we got Leo finally on the show, shout out to him. For, hey. I never gave him the proper credit for the Be Careful, Be Safe artwork. Oh, oh you it, did the artwork? Yeah. For Be Careful? Oh, nice. That's awesome. That's cool to know. I didn't even know that. Like, live, I never gave him the proper credit on air. So, yeah. Well, shout <laughs> out to you, man. <laughs> it, was, it was my pleasure. It was a cool opportunity. Dude. I always wanted to make an album cover. You were the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about cloud like and just like the creative process that went into that track because I, I personally love it i've been jamming it like the past couple like the past week actually nice yeah. awesome thank you no problem. Yeah, glad you like it um yeah what do you want to know about it i just want to know like just like the mentality that kind of went into it like what got like what sound were you guys trying to achieve from it and everything like that i wrote that song like i had little bits and pieces but i really put it together up north um I was just up north hanging out. It was in September and uh, or early October. And I actually wrote that song on guitar. And I think that the process for me, writing is a little bit different depending on what instrument I'm playing. Um, but I, I do like the fact that I wrote it on guitar and now I play keys on it. Um, I think it makes it a little bit softer. But really it's just like a, you know, it's a story. It's something that, you know, I hope a lot of people can relate to in many different aspects. But um yeah, it's it's a fun song for sure. I think we had a lot of fun putting that together. It's easy to listen to, and I think it's easy to like, and we all like it. And it's, it's kind of something you can't help like tapping your toe to, you know. I dig it. Let's talk about the newest member of the band, Alex, over here. Yeah. So how did you uh, how did you come together? How did you meet these guys? Um, through the Craigslist. I mean, <laughs> Craigslist I on Craigslist. Yeah, I get you. Like, I'm a bass player. I'm open to play with anyone and Anna text me like oh wanna jam with us of course I I am <laughs> <you know? laughs> and I got there for the first time trying to learn the songs because they were uh, inside the, the the 
the, pro the, uh, the, the process about recording the album, you know. And I get there and learn four songs for the first, <laughs> trying to memorize for the next <laughs> one, you know. Yeah, we're basically <laughs> like, hey, great, yeah, sounds awesome. We're recording, so do you want to learn, like, seven <laughs> songs today? First day. So Cloud's the lead we single off it. the new album? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's just what, what we decided to put out first. So, do you have a name for the new album? It's called Opal Soul. Opal Soul. That's right. Mm -hmm. I saw the little um, the little bit that you guys had written up. Um, you have a record release party coming up, I think, right? Yep. It's going to be March 22nd at the Loving Touch in Ferndale. Ooh, that means I have to schedule that next day off work because I'm going to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> next day, uh, Chirp is playing their release show. Oh, nice. So, it's yeah, it's going to be a crazy weekend. Yep. Chirp just had that really nice big show they uh, played opening up for Spafford mm -hmm. right. really last yeah. weekend. I was really awesome happy for season. those guys. I just saw them actually too. Um, Umphreys was in town all weekend, yeah. so I saw the, um, uh, the bass player from Chirp down there, and Brian, and um, who else? And Danny from At Casual. All <laughs> ran into all those guys down there, so that was fun. Did you guys make it out to that at all? I didn't. No, wanted to, but we've we've been honestly just focusing on getting this album done yeah. and tightening stuff up. You know. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it was a pretty fun time, man. The um, it was cool to see Nick's band too at Casual open up for the Omega Moves for the official after party. So that was a lot of fun too. We all went Definitely. down there. You figured it out, E man? Is it all set over there? Good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, well, I guess we'll then continue our in tradition in, of the podcast because I know this man's nice. thirsty over oh, here. Yeah. Let's pour Red up these beers. <laughs> Just talk. I can't hear you. <laughs> Just talk to me. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I'm still working on trying to get the video up and running. Okay. I don't want to say that live, but that's happening. Right on. Well, we'll yeah. pour these things up and we'll get... I actually wanted to play a little bit of one of your songs while we're pouring these beers up. We got um, from Tapestry Brewing that's brewed in Michigan over here, uh, Enigma, double IPA. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the Tapestry Brewing. So the very first time I heard about these guys, I was at Ipsy Beer Fest. Actually, they have in the park. Uh, the first beer I've ever, the first and only beer I've ever had from them was called Blueberry Kush. Ooh. Oh no! Nice. So they brew, it's, they blew it, with, yeah. they brew it with blueberries and hemp. That one, this I got strictly just because of the artwork. Now, it's a double IPA so brewed with brown sugar. Some of this too. Nice. Cheers, everyone. Mm -hmm. Cheers. As Ian would say, cheers, big ears. Well, so we normally play a little bit of music while we're pouring up and trying the beer in a little bit. And I was listening to one of your uh, your older album, um, Rose Gold, at work the other day. And I really like that track, Muddy Banks, off it. So I was going to wow. play a little bit of that off nice. that while we're sipping on these beers and trying them out, if that's cool with you guys. Sure. All right. Muddy Banks is cool because uh, the sax player that's featured on it, Emery, he like plays with some intensity on that one. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's, here it is a little bit right here, Muddy Banks by Honey Monsoon. We're back up and running on the video.
little bit of Money Banks by Honey Monsoon, who's in here recording with us right now. Um, and I'm excited to have you guys in here because we're going to introduce and well, we're going to do our original segment that we always run, but we're going to play a new segment on this show. Let me talk about the beer first. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely definitely we're going to get to that. But uh, yeah, E-Man, tell, tell, talk about the beer because you know All more right. about it than I do. So it has yeah, like, you can definitely off the bat tell this is like, this is a double IPA. It has like those little like subtle like piney like notes like an IPA typically has. If you actually smell it, it kind of has like, or smell it, like the aroma of it, kind of has like a little bit of like. 808s and heartbreaks came out too, but yeah. I was obsessed with Kid Cudi when that first album came out. Like when I first heard Day yeah. and Night, I was like, "This is the coolest, most refreshing hip hop track I've heard in a minute." Yeah, it was hard not to. Not it was like so that. good, was and like his classic. first mixtape was so fun. The beat selections he used, like he was rapping over like a lot of uh, the prayer was, was one of my yeah, favorite songs off that. Great. T- it was a kid named Cudi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love he even that like project. raps over Band of Horses on that, and he raps over uh, brought, Outcast. I mean, he brought over like oh, he brought over MGMT to yep, find that yep. pursuit of happiness. Oh. Like and, uh, who does that? Rat attack. Yeah. 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 yeah that was <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew some kids back in the day that were obsessed with some rat attack. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was obsessed I with rat attack for a while. I saw rat attack at Bonnaroo in 2011 or something like that. We were actually at the Lil Wayne concert and it was absolutely terrible. And we were like, rat attack's about to start in like five minutes. Let's go check that out. And it was so much fun. <laughs> it's weird how they perform though. They perform with no stage lights like actually on them as the performers. Hmm. It's all on like the. Uh, like the art and stuff they have going on in the background and the different stuff going around that. So they'll just be completely in the dark. And it's just two guys, and they switch off playing pretty much everything. Like one guy will be playing bass, then the other guy will be playing bass, and they'll just go back and forth the whole, pretty much the whole show. So it was pretty sweet. One thing, did you ever yeah. see the video of uh, Kid Cudi during MGMT set at Coachella? Mm-mm. He li- the electric field was playing. He literally just walked on stage with a cup in his hand, obviously drunk as hell, just dancing to it <laughs> like for the crowd. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I went on an opposite field for um, my something old, and it's a much older album. Um, this is taken back to I think it was nineteen seventy three. Actually, let me pull this up real quick. I had it over here. Power Age came out in nineteen seventy eight. Um, Power Age is the fourth studio album by ACDC, and I think it was the last one that Bon Scott uh, sang on yeah, before he say. died, yeah. um, which is my favorite one. And that's H- Highway to Hell was the last one. Was it was Highway yeah. to Hell the last one? All right, that's so this might have so been. Like, yep, yeah, you're right. Shit, so this one was one before that. <laughs> yep, and uh, it's got this song on there called Sin City that I love, mm-hmm. and I don't know. The whole album is super awesome, and it was his 73rd birthday the other day, Bon Scott. So I decided mm-hmm. to go with that. Um, and I actually hadn't listened to this album in forever. I just saw someone tweet that it was his birthday and dug this up, and I was like, holy shit, I forgot how many good songs ACDC has. <laughs> so much energy in that album. <laughs> so just much like, energy, man. Oh. It's so fun. So, yeah, that's where I, I went with it. <laughs> I wish I, I could hit that prepped note, you to it beforehand, but is there any old music that you guys have been jamming on lately mm. that uh, has been inspiring you or feeling good? I listen to like a lot of old jazz yeah. records and stuff like uh, Tommy Dorsey. Okay. And stuff. Um, and as far as the new music, yo, for old though, <laughs> for old though, Steely Dan. Mm. We were jamming really hard to the Royal Scam last night, and yeah, it was really fun. Uh, you can listen to Steely Dan forever; like it's just timeless, you know. My um, dad loves Steely Dan. <laughs> He's one of his favorites. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're amazing. Those nerds. <laughs> nerds and their awkward chord <laughs> changes it's so cool it's so funny because steely dad is really sweet but a lot of people will like 
either make fun of the fact that they themselves are Steely Dan fans or like appreciate like that other people make fun of Steely Dan with all still <laughs> still loving Steely Dan just as much, yeah. which is pretty great. For new though, I have to go with Esperanza Spalding, Twelve Little Spells. I didn't know yeah. she had a new album yeah. out. That's awesome. It's, a li- it's, a it's couple, eclectic a as hell. Been out for a little nice. Bit yes. Have to check that out. Real performance. E-Man, what'd you go with something new this, we- this no, week? No, I don't have a new album, but I do have a new single. That go with Tierra a new Wax. single. That Tierra Wax song, bro. Hey. Oh, it's so good. Let's Neil, you want to play it? It's called Only sure. Child. Yeah. Do I love it? Like, it's just... She got it on the I'm streaming finally, I'm it. finally excited to hear a full Tierra Wax song, because, you know, she had that one album that was like yeah. one minute <laughs> each, which was amazing, yeah. by the way. I hope that video, everything, that concept was great, but it was like, I want to hear a full tease. song from you. <laughs> it was one giant tease. Yeah. <laughs> Is Only Child the name of the song? Yes. All right, I'll play it right now. Here's a little bit of Only Child by Tierra Wax. Tierra Whack. Have they, has she ever collaborated with No Name? Because I feel like that would be sure. a that would be, that would be hot. You know who else I would throw in that collector? I would throw Jesse Reyes in that collector, Jesse too. Reyes, that would be an interesting be one, yeah. I've always wanted, like, a collabo with, like, some of, like, the weirdo female rapper. Not weirdo, but just, I think, like, more skill set <laughs> female rappers. Like, like Rhapsody? Uh, like no Name, Rhapsody. Rhapsody Even, like, Janelle yeah. Monet, throw that Janelle, in. Ew. That'd be sweet. That'd be really awesome. Oh, that's a cool song. I like no that. Name, like, a couple months ago. I yeah, like that. Live. Yeah, we went to, uh, at the Majestic. And was yes. at that show as well. Mm-hmm. That was dope. I like that because you could actually get into the groove of that song and keep rocking with it for a little bit. There were so many songs on that last project. I'd be like, all right, as I'm getting into it, it yeah. and then it changes the next nope. track. And I'm like, shit. A couple. As soon as it all like, clicked, it would just like, end. Gone. Yeah. Like, Damn it. <laughs> a couple quick shout-outs just on the uh, on the stream there. We got Shannon McElfresh. Yes, we all love the Pursuit of Happiness as well. Yeah. And then uh, Johnny Morris actually chimed in, Yeah, what in up, Johnny? Too. Johnny, we love Yo, you, that bro. new track with Kid Vicious is amazing, by the yes, way. Yes, yes, it is. He actually sent me that uh, that track a couple of days before it dropped. I'm like, yep. Yeah, this I is, love this that. This is fire. I, like I saw it, that man. come out like, like right before our, we announced the last podcast, and I was like, shit, I wish we could have had that on the last show. <laughs> but uh, anyways, for my something uh, new this week, I took it. Um, I stayed with all bands for the theme of the show, 
And I went with the uh, new Tedeschi Trucks band album that just came out called nice, Signs, nice, nice. which is really beautiful, man. I really like it. It's um like a slower paced album, but Derek Trucks' is playing is amazing on top of Susan Tedeschi's like buttery, beautiful voice. Buttery, um, beautiful. And it's, I'm assuming it's probably <laughs> like a like a humbling album for them right now, and it's probably going to be kind of a sad tour for them because uh, Coffee Burbridge, who was a member of their band, yeah. played flute and keys and a couple other. He was a multi instrumentalist. Just passed away. Um, I think from I think it was complications of like a heart disease oh, or something man, like that. Rough. But he was really I mean he was still in like 57 years old, so he wasn't even that old. But um, yeah, so rest in peace to Coffee. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a really good album if you have if you like Tedeschi Trucks or any kind of blues uh, like slide guitar playing music. That would be a good album for you to check out. Those are just like two players that like <laughs> the actual sound that they produce with their respective instruments is pretty much second to none. Straight like, up. Bro, that's how like, I went that, on. We were yeah, on a couple like a couple amazing. weeks ago. I went on like a Jacko Pastoris kick mm-hmm. just yeah. randomly. Like <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's so sick. Like the fretless bass. I'm like, damn, this dude. His, that dude some of his live shows beast. are just like the most incredible things I've ever seen. Yeah, like I uh, I just watched a documentary on him. Like the one on, uh, they got on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it was, they had, uh, what's his face? They had Herbie Hancock talking about him and all these people. And it was just like, wow. Some incredible yeah. documentaries. My, my favorite yeah. Jocko yeah. playing is that live Joni Mitchell I album. was just thinking about that. Um she puts together she's like she puts together this band where Jocko's on bass, Pat Metheny's on guitar, and her is a band leader and it's just it's the bomb. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jocko's awesome. Jocko's solo in that live video, you can just go back and watch it over and over and it never gets old. It's it's so exciting. That man was a beast. And people he people come up and like, You were the best you're the greatest bass player in the world. He goes, Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Yeah, and Derek Trucks, he got his young or start. Uh, I think he was like thirteen playing with the Almond Brothers because Butch Trucks was his uncle, I think, who was in the original Almond Brothers band. Um, but yeah, I've, I enjoyed that album a lot. But now I'm excited to get to this segment because this is going to be our brand new segment that we're introducing with you guys on the show this first time. And it's kind of just uh, to get you guys to engage more. We're going to hopefully have the listeners send in questions for us, but it's basically just twenty one random ass questions. Wow. That have nothing to do with your guys' own music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dude, I wish we had like a soundbite of like fifty cent twenty one questions just to come in. I'm just saying. And you could you could all you could both just holler them out because they're not really like long worded answers. But I, I wrote down the first twenty one for the first week because I just sprung it on us. And going forward, I think Eman and I are both gonna write down half of them and just fire them back at you guys. So, question one. Three, two, one, go. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Biggie. Tupac. <laughs> he says pass. They're both sweet. Yeah, that's agreed. the caveat. Just, this is how I just learn about who you guys are as people. Yeah. <laughs> Weed, booze, or neither? Weed. 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 I feel like that's the consensus of everyone that's been doing both for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> booze is Some of you too, may be too young for this one, but favorite No Limit Soldier? No limit. <laughs> you can I don't choose from know that Master one, P, Silk the Shocker, Mixed Little Romeo, bro. I'm just gonna <laughs> any idea what we were talking about? I'm gonna pencil you all in for C murder. You guys look like C murder people. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, C murder. Would you rather hear country songs rapped or rap songs sang with a southern accent and played ba- with bad acoustic guitars? Oh. oh. I'd rather neither hear any of those <laughs> two <laughs> things ever you again Nelly. in my life. True. Uh, Nelly and yeah. Florida Georgia Line, they're kind of doing that, aren't Burn. they? Burn. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
All right. Super tall with tiny hands and feet or super short with huge hands and feet? Super tall with tiny hands and feet. On myself or on another person? On yourself. <laughs> I think you you can like accomplish. You can like build stuff. Big hands. I don't know. You could also probably <laughs> get a really awesome perspective on things if you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> super super tall. But it'd be hard to hold things. Like and while you'd be, like be really unstable, you might fall a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be a T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> T-Rexes were actually super tiny in real life, by the way. They were more like bird size. Like right. Jurassic Park made them look, or not T-Rexes, um, the raptors. There we go. They, okay. were, like, they were like bird size, like little yeah, tiny yeah. guys. Like chickens, like two to three yeah. feet. Yeah. yeah. But in the fucking movie, they make them look like they're bigger than humans. Shout out to Hollywood. <laughs> yep, straight up. <laughs> All right, moving along. Kendrick or Cole? Kendrick. Kendrick. Times yeah. a thousand. I think J. Cole is, like, creeping up to, like... I used to think that Kendrick was way better than Cole. Like, I, I liked both of them always, but I yeah. thought Kendrick was the superior MC and lyricist. But now Cole, I feel like he's getting there, I man. literally like, had this conversation with somebody yesterday, and I'm going to stick with my guns here. I'm going to say Cole. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. I like it. Got to have a little opposition. Brittany or Christina? <laughs> Christina! Christina. Yeah, straight oh, up. She could actually sing. <laughs> Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Kobe. <laughs> well, I will give that Jordan has six rings in, what, eight years? So I'll give him the basketball side. But as a human being, he have that LeBron Pippen? is way better than Would Jordan. Would he have that without oh, Pippen? Yeah. What's that? Would he have those rings without Pippen? Mm, I don't know. There's a, there's a case to be made there. Maybe not. Would Probably LeBron not. Would LeBron have his rings without Wade? Yes, yes, he has a ring without Wade. Well, he has, <laughs> he has one ring with, like, Kyrie and Kevin Love. You always have a supporting cast of other great players. But he, but you have seen what happened to that team since he left. Oh, God. I think they've won 12 games so far yeah, this year. Yeah, Dan, <laughs> da- Dan Gilbert's about to sell that team. Like, there's no way in hell. I just give it to LeBron because LeBron is a way better human being than Michael Jordan He is was. a way better human <laughs> being. My favorite – did you hear like just I'm sorry to get off topic real quick. No, you're but good. Just, just on that at, on that topic. Uh you know Russell Westbrook is on a triple double streak right now, right? No, I didn't even hear about that. Russell Westbrook is on a triple double streak right now and then James Harden's on a 30 point streak. Uh-huh. And then they asked I guess somebody asked Michael Jordan in an interview, what's what's harder to keep up? Uh, Russell Westbrook's triple double or James Harden's 30 point game streak? Jordan's response, six rings. <laughs> oh, I did hear about it. I did see him, like the six rings comment. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it was Can't pertaining to. Can't wait for both to. those dudes to lose in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, straight yeah. up. As long as with the Raptors as well. I, but yeah. I like LeBron, though, because he literally opened up an entire school that he's completely funded himself and is paying tuitions. And if you maintain a certain GPA. The never anything negative yeah, at no, he's all. Amazing. That's so hard to do. <laughs> yeah. impo- no, I got to, like um, – Gotta give a shout out to LeBron. He's a great human being. When like, I was growing up in uh, like high school and early college, I was like a big fan of the Celtics dynasty with Garnett and uh-huh. Allen and Pierce, and LeBron was like their kryptonite. Yep. So I was like a huge LeBron hater. Yep. Um, but he's like an amazing player and an amazing person. But you and know, he like flipped me over time. But you awesome. know who's the uh, who was Michael Jordan's kryptonite? Them Pistons, bro. Yes, sir. Bad boys. <laughs> Lost twice to the bad And LeBron's a fucking hip-hop head, so I got to give him credit for that, too. Um, All right, moving along. What was the next one? 
Lyrics or production? Are you more of a fan Ooh. of Ooh, lyrics? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Production first. I think we're going to lyrics split. I go lyrics um, first, too. Mm. Production, because you, like, hear it first. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh. Yeah, I'm going to say me and Taylor probably are going to say production, because yeah, that's the we're thing crazy. that we do more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, like, if it's a really good song and the message is still there, yeah, you know, I then totally even agree. if it's, like, you know, a poor attempt to produce a song, it's like that song could still get remastered in the future. That's true. That's true. an argument. That's, that's true. Like true. That's an argument made oh. for Tupac, because... Tupac, I guess, didn't have much time to be in the studio because he was like, uh, like in that, in the heat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they said he didn't have time to like pick through beats, so he just had to get the message out. Yeah. So maybe lyrics. That was pre-studio uh, studio on a bus like days. Now the rappers have like studios yeah, no on the sure, buses right? and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think it's definitely lyrics, but um, I'm gonna go well, it depends on the genre of music I'm listening to. <laughs> yes, that's actually it. 100%. I agree. I 100% agree. Um, I think that there's examples of songs where um, like the songwriting is so good and there's no production value, and like, yeah. and, like it's still amazing. 100%. Um, if it's like, I, I got to thinking about that. Actually, that question came up while I was listening to the Trucks, uh, Tedeschi Trucks album, because there was a song, I can't remember the name offhand, but it was like a really, really simple song. It was just like a couple of chord changes on an acoustic guitar. But like Susan Tedeschi's lyrics and her voice sounded so good on it that I'm like, I don't even care. There's nothing else right. going on. <laughs> right. You amazing. know, like great examples <laughs> of like bad production, but like ca- like not even necessarily great lyrics, but just so out there. Tyler Creator. Oh, for sure. Think about like Goblin. That mm-hmm. whole album just produced horribly. Yeah, <laughs> that whole yeah album, for sure. That whole- no, yeah, there's, he I, even admitted that he goes, hey, yeah, I would only keep like five of those songs if I could. Well, why do you think that some of the best lyricists of all time, like hip hop too, also aren't the biggest artists because Nas, they, they have like Nas great lyrics, his, but historically the production's not as good. That's what yeah, that's what people say. Like Nas historically has had horrible like beats. Not they, horrible. You always say that, but you're so I, off guard with that. I don't. Okay, guys, let me rephrase that. Not horrible. Not horrible. Not horrible. I won't rephrase that. Not horrible. Combine hip hop and like. Let's let's not get that far. One of the best like lyrical hip hop like albums. No, of all I know, time. I know what you're getting at though, no. and that that argument really kind of boils down more to when Jay Z and Nas were going after each other, and Jay Z put out um, the takeoff, and Nas had Ether. Ether. And Ether was like the better of the battle songs, like lyrically. Oh, but it was Jay Z's song produced. was a better song. Like, it was just a better, almost like, more easy to listen to. That's almost like Rap Devil and uh, Kill Shot. Little bit. Rap Devil was an actual like great song, <laughs> and then like Killshot was just a way better like diss. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. But anyways, moving along. That was uh that one took up some time on us. <laughs> but uh, Fifty Cent or Ja Rule. <laughs> For sure. Ja Rule. Did, you, did, you, did you see that shit to this week? Yeah, Ja Rule. Oh my like, God. Talk about it. He was like yeah. behind okay, the Okay, so Ja Rule, just yes. for you guys. Okay, so where where was that? The Hornets game? Uh, Milwaukee Bucks. I okay, think? it was at the Bucks. Yeah. So Ja Rule did the halftime show at the Milwaukee Bucks game. And people was like, Milwaukee, are you still with me? Nobody said anything. <laughs> Nobody said anything. It, the arena was so silent. It started off all weird, like right from the beginning, though, because they're like, they're celebrating <laughs> is, 90s night here tonight. Ja- He's like, I'm actually a 2000s rap artist, but they booked me anyway. He's like, he was like, I guess my first album did come out in the very Bro, end of 1999. He need, so he need to cover up that. He need to cover that fire festival money. Dude, my favorite headline about what happened yesterday was it said Ja Rule's halftime performance was not fire. <laughs> That's hilarious. And 50 Cent was trolling it all day yesterday, which is great. Good. Those guys are still so petty at 45 I years old. I love it. 
<laughs> I love it. That beef is not dying anytime soon until one of them dies. Yeah, at for all. sure. <laughs> like 50 Cent, uh, Ja Rule had a concert not too long ago. I don't know if you guys read about this, but 50 Cent bought the first uh, 200, like 200 tickets. tickets. So the first like three rows Just would be so empty. Just so it could be empty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that was like, that was like, like six months ago. That was recent. That was, yeah. yeah, that was pretty recent. But yeah, I think Man. his uh, after the Firefest documentaries came over, I don't think things are good for Ja Rule. But didn't he also then just like pay Ja Rule like for a bunch of tickets? Yeah, but he doesn't care. Fifty Cent he doesn't so care. Money. He wants to be empty. <laughs> he just wants <laughs> him to be uncomfortable. Fifty Cent, like one of his albums, like five years ago, he gave people the option to pay in Bitcoin yep. at the time, and then he just didn't realize that it generated billions of dollars. Oh, he made like eight million dollars. Yeah, like five years or something. Yep. I think he sold the album for like like a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin. And it generated like eight million dollars. It's a good investment. <laughs> wow, it's crazy. His, but uh, must be nice. about it was like <laughs> I forgot that I did that. <laughs> well, that was right around the you time. Got that, that vitamin I water. Money. No taking. Yeah, that five hundred dollar, th- five hundred million vitamin water. Buy Opal Soul on Bitcoin. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, don't do it because now it's plummeting. You're Bitcoin right. It's going yeah. back down. All right, moving along. Question thirteen: Love songs or breakup songs? Either. I'm say Taylor Swift made same a whole thing. career off breakup they, songs. They could bro. be the same thing. <laughs> kind of the same. Technically, thing. technically speaking, and I guess that all depends on the mood. I'm gonna say that in 2019, you gotta come at either of those topics at a very unique angle yep. in order for it to not be tired and redundant. True. Preferably, Amen. like I like when an album is pertaining to well, if it's about love or relationships, I like when it's pertaining to one or the other. Like I don't want like an album to have like couple super happy love songs and then peppered in a couple awful breakup songs. Like, I wanted it to be, like, themed to the album. Or well, something. Taylor Swift and Adele have both made careers off breakup Fuck songs. Yeah, they Just, have. Saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Taylor Swift's made a career off making breakup songs that sound like she's in high school. So, there's that, too. <laughs> breakup One thing that was interesting, like... Uh, Ju- Juice World song, Lucid Dreams, for instance. Like that, I still uh, don't that know much about sample. Juice World. That Sting sample. Oh, is a Sting sample in yeah. there? Yeah, so Sting owns oh, 85% of that song, by oh, the way. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. No, that's, that's a thing. That actually came yeah. out. He owns 85% of that song. But yeah, he was talking about, yeah, this song is actually like a really beautiful take on my uh, my original. Uh-huh. Like, he actually really likes the song, but yeah, it is paying his bills, though, at the same time. So I also kind of, <laughs> I also love when uh, artists approach a song like in a weird manner. Like if you think maybe it sounds like a happy love song, but it's actually like the lyrics are dark or something about Like something. a 21 like, Pilots? Uh, <laughs> or like um, Foster the People, Pumped Up Kicks. Or, like it sounds like a happy oh, song, yeah. but it's like about a school shooting. When I was like, <laughs> when I was way younger, I learned that song when I was first starting to play guitar and I very quickly realized it was not the, <laughs> the fun-loving song I thought it was. Right. Or, and then I would be like at a show and I'd be like, should I sing this depressed song about like a kid <laughs> shooting himself? Like, I don't know. Wasn't James Blunt blamed more like You're Beautiful like about like him just being high as fuck? It could have been. No, he actually looked it up. It's like it's not a love song at all and people were fucked up for singing this at weddings. That was like <laughs> one of the, I think that was one of the pop songs at that time that annoyed me more than anything was You're Beautiful by James Blake. Uh, or what was it? James Blunt. Blunt. James Blunt. That's what it was. James Blake I actually really like. <laughs> um all right, moving along. What do we got next? Who's a cooler white boy? Michael McDonald or Daryl Hall? Mac Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Michael McDonald of the Doobie Brothers, Daryl Hall of Hall and Oates. I'm gonna ooh. I got mad love for both of those bands, and I'm shame. I have no shame about it. Like Hall and Oates, one of my guilty. I don't pleasures. either. They're amazing. Doobie Brothers, uh, the moment in "Listen to the Music" where they put every instrument through the flanger, 
changed my life. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still out here rocking and making good music in their like 60s and 70s. So it's fucking awesome. Daryl Hall has the show. Well, I don't have the channel anymore because we don't have cable. But back when I had uh, Comcast, did you guys ever you guys have Comcast on you guys? Mm-hmm. They had that channel on there. It used to be called Palladio, where it was just live music all yeah, day, ever, cool. every day on there. And there was a show called uh, Daryl's House. And it was just him at his house, and he would invite different musician bands in to come like jam with his band. And they'd all sit down and talk about like the music they made over dinner yeah. afterwards. And it was awesome. I got like addicted to the show. I'm like, this is great. He had like Amos Lee on an episode. CeeLo was on an episode. Like a bunch, like a wide range of like different artists. Uh, Alan Stone was on one. It was pretty sweet. It was a good show. That's how I first heard Alan Stone. Actually. Was it? it? Was yeah through there. Was, was it? Like, That's yeah, awesome. He, awesome. Dude, that guy's voice is crazy. I just want to pull up this quote real quick Go about you're it. beautiful. Uh, just to <laughs> clarify this. No, here. I just want to. I just want to clear this up just because it's, it's it's hilarious to me. <laughs> It's about a guy who's high as a fucking kite on drugs in a subway stalking someone else's girlfriend when that guy is there in front of him, and he should be locked up or put in prison for being some kind of perv. Hmm. That's oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is kind of creepy. Yeah, right? <laughs> right to the point. Really or like, uh, just to piggyback That's off a that, too, Crash by Dave Matthews is 100% about a peeping Tom, so there's that, oh, too. Yeah, nothing romantic <laughs> about that song. Nope, definitely not. All right, so back to the weird questions. Um, <laughs> number 15, would you rather be completely hairless or have to get a full-body haircut every day? Oh. Every day? Completely hairless. <laughs> hairless. <laughs> Me too. Every I'll day is really inconvenient. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> cool designs, though. That's true. True. That's very true. You do true. a lot of interesting things. You could stay warm and in a very Arctic climate. Guess what? You You'll grow back the next day if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you could have... Um, you could be what's the dude from the monsters or um, the Adams family that's covered in hair. You could be mm. him for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Cousin, Cousin it. it. Cousin it. Cousin it. Yep. <laughs> all right. Would you rather have to listen to dubstep really loud all day or get punched in the dick and balls just once? Why do you hate dubstep so much? All day. All day, every day. I don't know. I went every to Electric day. Forest this past <laughs> summer, and that was basically what I was forced to do was Yep. Listen to dubstep for 24 hours a day. Yep, so. especially if you're at the Tripoli stage at the very front of the festival. Oh, and you have to go through <laughs> that to get yeah. anywhere. I, it didn't matter if it was like 11 in the morning or like four in the morning. <laughs> I would walk through either way of the Tripoli stage and it would just be going hard and it would sound like the same person that was there the day before. I'd rather definitely take one punch because I, I can't stand it. I'm gonna I'm going to go dubstep. Actually. Oh man! Yeah. All day, every day. I can listen to dubstep for the rest of your life. If instead of me not getting punch? punched in the dick, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> 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 all right, let's Shit see hurts, what huh? else do we got here. <laughs> Would you rather be the age we are now, fifty years in the past, or fifty years in the future? Well, no, I'm not going fifty years. Yeah, I'm not Straight going 50 up. years in the past. <laughs> in 50 <laughs> years, no, we will no, no longer have a habitable biosphere. We'll all be living know. in some we'll post-apocalyptic we'll wasteland where there's, I'll take it. there's no we'll, natural we'll resources. We'll reference that question differently by saying, and your safety is guaranteed. I'm going to say, because <laughs> things were different from my people 50 years in the True. past. True. Way, way different. <laughs> I walked up into the drink 50 years ago. <laughs> I mean, I always say that I want to go back in the past just to see like live bands that I love from like mm. old, but or definitely future because you don't know what's what's gonna change, and you can get a pretty good 
view on what the past was already And in like. the future, you could recreate all of those live concerts with holograms. Mm. True. Mm. You're right about that. <laughs> That's a good, good point. Oh, good, my God. Good Word. point. Yeah. <laughs> Tupac was a trail player on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That would be sad. They never got a chance to play any of those songs like live. Yeah, that would that would be like an amazing thing to. I mean, they didn't tour all that much at all, did they? Yeah, they they stopped playing live shows in the middle of 1966. So Mm -hmm. the entire part of their career that is uh, like renowned for being so creative is has never been performed live really. Um, They did the one rooftop show for Let It Be, right? And that was it. And I heard, in, in generally speaking, their shows kind of sucked, like from a listening standpoint, because there was pe- girls screaming so, so loud that oh you yeah. can't hear the band. They <laughs> yeah. Play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's <laughs> quotes from Paul and Ringo that are just like, we couldn't hear anything. We had no idea what was happening. <laughs> right. like it was pure hysteria. <laughs> you saw the uh, the quote from Quincy Jones in that, that documentary, hilarious. right? Which was hilarious. That was fun. that wasn't Qu- in the documentary. That was when he was like off, did that like interview oh, for yeah, like yeah, GQ yeah. magazine You're or something right. where he was talking about how the Beatles uh, are the worst musicians he's ever worked with. He, he didn't say that. He didn't say <laughs> pretty that. much. He said no. He said they were doing a recording session <laughs> and Ringo Starr couldn't get a drum part down right, and he was doing it like forever, and everyone was getting annoyed with him. And so Quincy Jones told Ringo Starr to go outside and have a cigarette or take a break or something. And while he was out there, he brought in one of his buddies that was a studio musician and laid down the part and was like, oh, we found a track that you actually did pretty well on, so we're going to use this one. No, that's not exactly – no, that's not what happened at the end. So he brought him in 15 minutes later. He goes, oh, that part doesn't sound bad. He goes, yeah, that's because it's not you, motherfucker. Well, he didn't see that's what tell him that. That's, he, that's what he, he said, said that's in, in the, the quote. In okay. the interview. Yeah. In the interview, you said that. It's <laughs> hilarious, though. One, one Which is the, funny, though, because Quincy Jones is like usually is such a sweet guy. Like It seems like, at I least. I can see but. him saying that. <laughs> one of the greatest uh, accomplishments of my adult life to this point was like a couple of weeks after that interview came out, and I read it and was like, this is amazing, amazing. content. <laughs> uh, I was just like surfing my Instagram, and I pull up a notification, and it says, Quincy Jones is now following you. I have like 300 Whoa. followers on Instagram. How what? That's a big deal. I don't know. Does he really still follow you? I'm just going to take, I don't know. It still does. <laughs> That's amazing. Take that W. Uh, <laughs> bro. Yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> you win. Send him your goddamn music. He, wants, he, has, the best, he has the best follow here. He's, he won. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. All right. Pass the dubstep question. Moving on. Wait, that was all a dubstep question? Oh, no, no. That was that was the uh, the 50 years in the oh, past okay, or future. Okay. All right. So, would you rather be able to smell sounds or hear scents? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Or w- yeah. what it would feel like to hear a sound? I mean, a scent? Wow. Mm. That'd I be could cool. add something <laughs> into my auditory experience. I feel like that would be really amazing. Mm. But at the same time, taking the sounds that are so cool and putting them into another another sensory sphere. True, like what would music smell like? Yeah, wow. that's That'd be kind of crazy. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these questions are totally random, and I made them up while I was just fucking around. Um, <laughs> so let's see. What do we got next? Number 19. We're almost through them. To be filthy rich and hated by most or be poor and loved by all? Oh, man. You got to go. You got to go poor and loved by all, you know? like True. Cause if I feel, you love, like, you don't need money, you know? True. And if everyone loved you, I feel like. 
you could probably get barter it. and trade. People would give you things here and there, yeah. especially if you're loved by all. Everyone yeah. hated you. You just Trades sit in a big mansion by yourself <laughs> and cry. I'll go poor and love by all. But you could be filthy rich and buy all your friends, too. No, I'm just kidding. That sounds I mean, terrible. you could. <laughs> buy followers. I feel like people do that. I feel like a lot of people a do that. A lot of actually. people yeah. buy followers. It's like It's like a major thing. That is true. Yeah, you yeah. see those all the you time. You can always tell because you like go look at a picture or a video and it's like, you know, 400 views, you know, and you're like, bro, you got 15,000 followers. Like, <laughs> yeah. 400 views on a picture. Like, I see there's this one uh, There's this one person I follow. She's like a food like reviewer or something like that. And she has maybe average about 300 like followers on all her social media. But her YouTube count is at... 55,000 subscribers or something like that. And I'm like, how the hell did you get this? And I, I'm looking at all your social media, like, my shit's more than yours for some reason. I'm like, what the hell did that happen? But in her videos are only averaging, like, maybe 60 views. I just don't know how <laughs> those graphic designers, up-and-coming graphic designers, have find the time to comment on every single person's shit of all time about, mm. do you need graphic design? Do you need Do you need this, that? Need I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys are on Where your you ever see the? You ever see the my booty's so big girl that comments Dude, on Dude, she's <laughs> everywhere. I don't understand it. My booty's so huge. Take a pic or take a look. And you're like, what the fuck? Click, for, you, click oh, link in bio. It's crazy. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, if you like, I love reading the comment sections, especially if it's like, uh, some kind of like genius gossipy post. It's hilarious. Genius, like, you, like genius is the best for like the comment section I've ever seen in my life. I love it. Shout out to Genius on that. I like yeah. Shout out to Rob Margaret too. I like the content he has. You about Zach to Fox. <laughs> What's that? Just Reddit. Yeah. Reddit. <laughs> All right. If you didn't get in trouble, would you rather punch your boss, a cop, or Bono? Mm. What's wrong with Bono, man? <laughs> it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Cops. Cop. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. What was the first totally option? Totally a cop. Um, your boss. Oh, I love my boss. Yeah. Cop. Shout out to my boss. Any workers out there that have bad bosses, you can totally say boss, and yeah. I have no qualms. Totally with that. punch them. But I don't have a bad boss. Same. I would. I, I'm gonna go with Bono. I'll be the odd man out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was a little biased on that one. <laughs> of course they are. They're fucking ridiculous questions. Um. <laughs> Would you rather be able to sing perfectly or play every instrument well? Ooh. Every instrument well. Yeah, every instrument well, because then they can all be your voice. True. Good answer. I like that. I, I've wrestled well. with this one. I don't know what I would think. I don't know. I don't have an answer for this one. Being able to sing really well is really enticing because I've worked at it for a really long time and I still can't do it. Mm -hmm. but no, Sam's pretty good. At, he's really good singing. I mean, there's so many instruments. There's you know? so many instruments, and that would be kind of sweet. But man, then I also when I'm listening to someone that can sing well, though, I always like daydream about like, man, I can picture myself on a stage singing right now. This would be awesome. Everyone loves you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd probably go with You're the poor and everyone too. loves you. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, thanks for playing that with us, man. That is kind of fun. Yeah, Next thank week, you. me and I are both gonna uh, write the questions on that one. But um, since since we uh. Did the little goofy stuff there. I guess we can move on to some stuff that's a little bit more serious that I'm not trying to laugh at. But um, Mr. Justin Smollett, I'm calling him Justin yes. Smollett because we were forced to call him Jussie Juicy this Jesse, whole time. as uh, Michael Rappaport <laughs> calls him. Juicy Jesse. Juicy Jesse is that what he calls him? <laughs> Dude, that's so disappointing. Not even like I. He's getting a lot of heat right now, and I don't think it's like a humongous deal. But it's a big deal in the fact that he really cheapens it the going forward. The fact that he now. called himself the gay Tupac, I immediately wrote him off right that there. That was crazy, man. And he was crying in the interviews uh -huh. and stuff. What? 
Did you guys hear about the situation? All right. You know, oh, we'll, we'll you break know this down. Get us up to speed, so, please. All okay. right. So just Justin Smollett. So his name isn't even Jussie. That's just his nickname, and he's been making us all call him that. But I'm calling him Justin now because I don't like this guy anymore. Um, so anyways, he was a openly gay black character from Empire, um, oh, the TV and show he, Terrence Howard and all them. And he's openly gay oh. in real life. He's openly gay yeah. in real life as, as well. And um, he claimed that he was leaving. He had just gotten into Chicago and like went to get food at a subway <laughs> late at night and got um, mugged by two guys that were screaming, this is MAGA country. And put a noose around his neck and oh, like broke his ribs and, and they like put bleach, yeah, ble- bleach in his face. Yeah, did all yeah, this and everything. Fuck? And so he he does this whole thing. Like everyone, I'm telling you, like all these like like Ava DuVernay, Janelle Monae, like everyone that's anyone is like showing him all this love on social media and stuff. And then come to find out that he staged the whole thing. So only that the two <laughs> people that did it were former people on Empire. Yeah, yeah, they were former like uh yeah, just dude. extras on Empire or something like that. Yeah. So I was. I don't want to play. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Yeah, go because, for it. Uh, I do know about this, and I was just hearing uh, today that the FBI was reporting that the Chicago PD is overstating the evidence Uh-oh. that they have in this oh, case. Oh, there's which makes it because before I was like, this is the most confusing thing that I've I know. ever heard. Like staging this hate crime to help your career. What to make of all of this? Mm-hmm. And and now there's there's stuff coming out that. Um, the check that he paid for these actors was like been established as for something totally unrelated to this thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is now super confusing. Like I don't know what that means. If if it, I don't want to say that it necessarily was not staged or mm-hmm. anything like like that. Um, but just that this new information that I'm hearing about it makes it even more confusing than it already was. We're, uh, I'm going to look into this real quick. Well, Keep that would be talking. nice if it wasn't staged, but that's uh, every account that I've been hearing so far. Well, yeah, apparently yeah, yeah. he, like, um, the the cops wanted him to turn in his phone records, and he basically helped them figure out who the two guys were because he handed in his phone records and only had those two people's conversations and numbers redacted out of the phone records that he gave them. <laughs> so they just immediately f- tried to start searching who the people he redacted out was, and that's how they came well, to find these well, guys. Just, well, the last few days, it was just like all of the things that you would do to like make this hidden, you didn't do. So mm-hmm. it's like the sloppiest way that right. you would put it together, like kind of imaginable. And I don't get it. Like, I mean, I, well, obviously he's a household name now, but like, you were on the right path already, man. Like, you were on Empire. That was a pretty big show. So like, you could have got some other gigs. Just probably. to add on to what he said, I'm reading this ABC News yeah, article. The $3,500 check was 600 per week for the workout plan and $100 a week per nutri- uh, nutrition plan. So apparently, like, he had to appear in like some music video shirtless, and he wanted to get in shape for it. And so he apparently he hired these two guys as like a like yeah, because they're huge. They're like humongous yeah. guys. They're, so like, that's that's what the check guys. is. That's what they're saying the check is for now. Going to ABC News. Hmm. Joe Budden was the, crushing. The, was it used the, uh, as like a cover up or? You said or what? Like, is, are they saying like? No, that's what they're saying. Oh, did, oh shit! They got the check right here. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Am- yeah, it was on. Abimbola. Uh, I guess that's the one of the guys there. Yeah, oh. for what's that? Sweet nutrition. Is that it? Is that nutrition right there? I'm not. Sh- I, I can't know. see your. Screen. Yeah, I know you can't. But see but, <laughs> I mean, who really knows? I mean, someone who might stage this, like. Yeah, I it was like made it, on the 23rd of this, yeah. or about January. 
Well, maybe I'll just reserve my uh, I'm my write a check saying <laughs> I'm paying you Can't, to stay. Yeah, so don't go hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. don't go hard. Really yeah. But I know Charlemagne, for instance, because you know Charlemagne was on Empire for like an was episode. Was he really? Yeah, <laughs> he actually called out. You know, the f- f- best part about this is he actually played a character. He played himself in a role. He called out Jesse. He called out Jesse Smollett's character for not being gay. Because remember, he hooked up with uh, Alicia Keys in the show. Alicia Keys was on the show too. Yes, she's. I never watched Empire, so I. <laughs> so never he was like, "Oh, you're actually gay, right?" And then you know he, you know Charlemagne's like kind of devil's yeah, advocate for sure. type deal. Yeah. So he was on uh, the Breakfast Club uh, like a couple days ago. You know, kind of defending Jesse for a minute until you know it, the, all the evidence came out. Goes, Jesse, I can't even believe this, bro. Like you know, like we you like kind of hurt the black and gay community and all this. He kind of went kind of hard on it. It was like, I don't well, know. yeah, that's why. I ho- well, I hope that's it sex. comes out that he didn't stage it because that really does cheat. Like. Obviously, like I can get over something like that, but what that does for the Trump people and people like that is next time this happens, they're like, well, we can't jump to conclusions now because look what happened with Jussie Smollett. You know what I mean? So, like, it just kind of cheapens the whole everything. thing. So, yeah, it sucks. But um, I guess we'll wait on that then just to make sure that uh, we don't go too nuts on him and then uh, find out that he actually did get his ass kicked yeah. <laughs> and it's totally innocent and everything. A buddy <laughs> back in the day, like this guy, he was like a video guy and like did a lot of production work and he like like staged this like video it was almost like a surveillance like camera video of him just like some dude just like beating the shit out of him and just like posted this video of him like with his bloody face and everything on facebook and people were like dude like are you all right and like all this stuff and like later find out he like staged it to be like well like this is what could happen and what it's like you could believe and like Kind of like split his like Facebook following into like, like people who are like, oh yeah, that's cool, I support like what you did, and like people who are like, no, like why would you do that? <laughs> right, <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. so messed up. And yeah. like it was like we're this weird experiment, so it kind of like reminds me of that. Yeah, and like I don't know, haven't followed that dude like as much <laughs> since then. I was right. like, what? Like, <laughs> so Chicago insane. PD was busy this week, so they got the yeah. Jesse Smollett thing, and they also got R. Kelly this week too. Yes, sir. On oh. ten. 10 different new charges. Did you plead not guilty for, by the way? Yeah, well, he's. It's going down. We all know at this point. It's like. It's been 20 plus years in the making. Yes. Jesus. I saw a pretty funny. Not not that that situation is funny, but (laughs) the rapper Feral Monk. because uh, if you guys have seen the the, um, the footage of R. Kelly walking in, he's got this bright blue puffy jacket on walking in. Feral Monk posted a, a photo of his jacket that looks like that. He goes, thanks, R. Kelly. Now I can't go out in my casual grocery shopping jacket anymore because everyone thinks I'm you. <laughs> it's, it's like, now I got to buy a new casual grocery shopping jacket. <laughs> but, no, I'm glad R. Kelly finally got picked up. There's, what, three Good. more or three other sex tapes out now that all have to do with peeing on a 14 year old mm. like that's, that's disgusting so man. Like, cool. that guy needs to be locked up forever <laughs> that that documentary was like, gross. like the bo- like the boondock said if like if you love r kelly get some help from r kelly introduce some older woman hide his camcorder speaking of that regina king got an oscar last night yes she did we'll oh, you want to talk about the oscars we'll, 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 okay. i just want to shout out her because you were doing the voice but uh um, yeah, Huey and riley yeah so that's i think that was all like the gross bet well no there's one more i guess we could stay on real quick Takashi Six Nine is getting out of jail early to roll on every one of the members of his crew. I recently yeah, saw please. that they were going to be putting him in witness protection. Yep. And a lot of people were commenting like, 
how are you possibly going to hide this person? <laughs> yeah. He you has a face tattoo with the number like 69. He has rainbow like hair. Like all the tattoos yeah. like covered up. Yep. Like, jeez. I knew that. Man, I, I could have called that happening from when he first started bubbling up on the scene because it's so clear as day. Like, if you've heard any of his interviews, even though he, like, claims blood and all this and that, he's just a kid. Like, he acts and he's talks like, 20, like a right? kid. 20, like, that's not a gangster at all. Like, that's not in his who he is, his personality. And I knew that he was going to get wrapped up in that's stuff an like this. He was by, an industry plant. Yeah, he, he definitely he was 100% an industry plant. No, You're the right. best was Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy was talking about it. He goes, like, like Takashi 69 did exactly what I did, but he was stupid about it because he didn't. Get, he got in trouble. Because, like, you got to think about it. Like, Soldier Boy kind of did the whole social media, like, controversy thing, like, for a while. Uh-huh. And, you know, got away with it. Because yeah, he, he did. was smart about it. Yeah, I give him us props. 2006 was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a pretty good start <laughs> to his year so far, Soldier Boy. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to like, happier music news. I just wanted to happier name off um, a couple of projects that I saw were on the way. Um, De La Soul has a new album coming out, entirely produced by Pete Rock and DJ Premier, which is huge for me because those are two of my favorite rap producers of all time. Premier being one half of uh, Gangstar and Pete Rock just... Has been everywhere and anywhere. That's gonna be sick. That's gonna be awesome. Prime, right? Yep, yep. He does Prime with Royce, and he was one half a gang star. I mean, he's produced for everybody. Anyone that's big in hip hop has probably had a song produced by Premier somewhere down the line. But um, and then also I saw Schoolboy Q was teasing his new album on Instagram. He pushed it back originally. It was supposed to come out last October, but yep. when Mac Miller passed away, he wanted to push it back because he didn't want to be in the media because of it. Right. Like he didn't want people like bringing it up in interviews because it was still so fresh. Mm-hmm. School, and then Schoolboy put on one of the best shows I've ever seen. It's really? amazing. He's so good, man. I can see, see him being good live. He uh, yeah. he just like complete. I don't know really how to. Exp- what was that? Sorry. Where did you see him at? Saw him at Pitchfork Festival in oh, about yeah. 2014. I, I think I saw say. that video actually of him doing that. Um, he Let just Pitchfork, yeah. He just uh, completely commanded the crowd. I don't know how to explain it. Just like every ev- he used like silence and like anticipation and space. So well, he does. Everyone was just like right there, right with him. It was amazing. There's a new Gambino album out the way. I think 2014 is the same year I saw him, and um, he was like the only. I think the only rapper billed for Electric Forest that year, and I think like the whole festival was at his show. I've never seen so many white boys going crazy to some gangster rap music. It was so much fun. Yeah, Schoolboy is awesome. And then we saw him over the summer, too, with like the championship tour with all the TD and stuff. There's a new Gambino album on the way. Finally, it's coming? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah? Was there any they don't have a date on it? it. They don't have a date. They said summer. Ooh, uh, awesome. Chance's album got confirmed for July. Anderson Pac has a second album coming out. Apparently, he, he uh, when he did Oxnard, him and Dre did two albums worth of material, and he said he's got... So that was like the hip-hop side of it he said the next side is going to be r&b soul and he's about mm. to drop that soon nice. so that makes me excited because i like that side of anderson pock even more like when he gets into his r&b groovy bag absolutely that's great um and then yeah last bit of <laughs> last bit of music news makes me feel old as shit because i remember buying it when it came out uh slim shady lp just turned 20 yep oh did you God. hear the <laughs> song that's trending on a uh, title right now uh-uh. with uh sway with Sway and Tech? Yeah. Or the er- the, that early demo yeah. song on there? I forget the name Dude, of the it. Yeah, it's on there. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. I was just listening to it earlier today, actually. Let me, let me go back to uh, the That album flipped my whole world upside down. One, I remember having to put, like, so my parents wouldn't let me buy uh, parental advisory st- or CDs back mm. then. I was, like, 11 when that album came out. 
and I, I knew that it was crazy lyrics, and then they were never gonna let me buy it. So I like pulled like the promo sticker off and uh, put it back over the parental advisory so nice. she wouldn't see it. And this is before like the media, like all the parents knew who Eminem was. He's <laughs> brand new. And I bought it that way and took it home and listened to it. And I was like, what the fuck am I listening to right now? That literally happened to me, too, with Eminem. (laughs) Actually, that happened to me with Eminem, Ludacris, and... (laughs) <laughs> Little John's Crunk Juice and the East Side Boys with Crunk Juice. <laughs> that, those are the three albums my mom bought for. Oh, it was Crunk Juice, Chicken and Beer, and Junior it wasn't awesome. necessarily Eminem. It was D12 World. That's what it was. Like th- I bought those three albums, and my mom didn't know the content or anything like that. I will never forget. I was leaving Best Buy. <laughs> I was in seventh grade, and <laughs> we played Spash Waterfalls. Uh-huh. So you know, like it says, "Touch me." Yeah, the song. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. That's such a good song. The other song, you know, other word with the F. <laughs> yeah. It. Oh yeah, that's right. Imagine me listening to that with my mom when I'm like 13. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, that's the part they don't tell you either, because normally, like at that age, you're just listening to the shits off the radio. So like, I heard like the censored version of like the real Slim Shady, and then you pop in the album, and you're like, whoa, these are the real lyrics to this shit. Like, this is so crazy. <laughs> that corrupted my youth. I'm pretty sure Eminem Slim Shady LP. <laughs> it was like oh, game over after that. That's like a right a passage for our generation <laughs> yeah it really was it that's was. such a good album and that really i mean that really did like bring it to like this well i was listening to a little bit of hip-hop at that point but man that really brought it to the get suburbs you mad. for sure that's the name of the song get what? you mad get you mad get oh, you yeah, mad right yeah i was listening to it earlier uh there may be a new big sean project on the way it's about time i've been waiting yeah. for that because i didn't like the met well i guess big Met- sean the bunch is of I love him to death. He is the most spotty person in hip hop to me, though. Really? Like, most inconsistent. Like, I agree. every other project is great. He'll have, like, a great mixtape, bad album. Great album, bad mixtape. He does it, like, consistently, consistently his whole career. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go through Finally Famous 3, which was amazing, that's, like, one of my most classic mixtapes I've ever listened to. Mm-hmm. Then Finally Famous the album, meh. Then he had Detroit mixtape, amazing. Yep. Then Hall of Fame. Awful. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. He is really back and forth. Dark Sky Paradise, his best project still to date. And then uh, I decided. And I, was I, I decided the Metro Boomin' one? No, that was the Metro. It was uh, All or Nothing. I didn't Metro like Boomin that one very much at yeah. all. He that actually did that right after I decided. My thing with Big Sean is like sometimes he can rap like super well. Like I think on that Detroit vs. Everybody song, he actually has like the best, my favorite verse on the on the song. Um, but he has so many cringeworthy lines, man. Like, he, like references, shit that he references. He has a new single out right terrible. now, actually, with Icewear Vezo, who just got signed with Motown, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, good for, good him. for him. Shout out Detroit boy. That's yeah. awesome. Big Sean strikes me as someone who's just like oozing with pure talent. Yeah. And just needs like, t- like a little bit help with like shaping or refining it or like editing it mm-hmm. in some ways. That's that good music collective right there. Mm-hmm. He gets a little too like sometimes he gets a little too choppy flow too for me. Like he yeah. gets into that like yeah. where he's like saying so many words and like in the side, like sometimes it's like not on on beat or like I don't know. It's weird. People it's just like, like kind of peg him because he I mean because he does have some corny shit about him. Yeah, for sure. He really does. But like because he's like a still like a a metaphor rapper, which is a lost art to me. Right. Yeah. Which also makes for a lot of entertainment on the internet, though, when he drops albums. Because yes. you go read like all the memes of like all oh, the most God, cringeworthy yeah. Big Sean lines and shit. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's pretty good. You have anything else in the music world you wanted to talk to, uh, E-Man, before we move on to like film and sports and that before we um... wrap up? I got a shout-out for a new album Ooh. that came out last week that I've been digging super hard. What's that? Our friends from 
Portland, Oregon, E. La Bamba, oh. put out yeah. the album Mujeres on uh, February 8th. Okay. Yep. So it's very Check new. It uh, just got it in so the mail good. on vinyl, and it slays. It is so good. An amazing combination of indie rock and, like, Latin influences. Uh, oh. Half the album's in English, half is in Spanish. I like that. Um, and dope. it has just awesome stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's totally, like, conceptually about advocacy in your ancestry and in culture and in today's times and in, like, our generation. And, like, she just lays down the truth so, so hard. So many emotions throughout the whole album. That sounds really interesting. I have to ask, uh, yeah, I actually, if she's that. familiar with that. So I was just telling E-Man last week, um, I'm in a new, kind of like a new relationship right now. We've just been, I've been seeing someone new, actually, and she's from Puerto Rico. And so she's been, like, teaching me Spanish and, like, putting me on to some Spanish music Despacito. and some Spanish-speaking TV shows and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I haven't heard – she hasn't mentioned that one yet, though. That sounds sweet. I'll have to check that out. I'm I'm sorry, is that Ila Bamba? Nice. I'll check that out for sure. That's awesome. Uh, I do want to mention one thing. Yeah, Ariana Grande, uh, she is playing in Manchester, uh, you know, where two she, years after the happened? whole bombing yeah. thing. Did you guys hear about that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her. Like, who, you said Leo. You didn't I hear about it? it? She's playing it again. Yeah, she's playing it again. So, that's cool. I mean, good for her. Hats off to her. Like, good for yeah, her. Yeah, that's, like, that's that rough. probably really intense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she had a rough year, man. I feel like performance. Yeah, she did. She had a real <laughs> rough year like that. The whole Mac Miller thing. Like, she had a really rough, like, year that year. She also uh, is caught up in that, like, um, Song stealing controversy thing going oh, on with, right now. Oh, with Soldier Boy? Not with, not with, not with <laughs> only um, <laughs> her. And, there's a rapper, Nico something or other, another female rapper that has a song about like buying hair and like the concept oh. of that uh, Seven Rings song. She's like, oh, You like my hair? Just bought it or whatever. And that's like the right. whole concept of that other girl's song. And so she's like getting mad about her stealing this thing, and especially her not being a black artist doing it. Right, as well. you know, like Soldier Boy yeah. is actually up in that too. Because remember, like that she has like kind of flow on, on, on the same song, Seven Rings, and it was uh this right here is my swag. You know, mm-hmm. Soldier Boy, she has like that same like cadence to it too. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't wow. really listen to a whole lot of Ariana Grande. But Me either, but like it's just kind of cool hearing that. I just saw the Manchester thing, so I was like, you know, shout out to her for that. Yeah, yeah, that takes a lot of courage. I'm bored. Yeah. And boy, break up with your girlfriend. There's a rumor that song. <laughs> that sh- there's a there is a rumor that song is about Big Sean. I can't confirm or deny that, but yeah, because you know they used to date for a while. But yeah, sorry, sorry. that's right, awesome. We're talking about film. Yeah, let's move on to some film, man. Um, before we get to the Oscars, I just wanted to mention off a couple of the uh, shows that I've been watching right now that I thought are pretty good. So I finished up Money Heist, which was the one on Spanish that I've been watching. First season was amazing. Second season was ridiculous. It was like so over the. T- there's a scene in this. It's a bank heist show. So there's a scene in it where two people are taking on the entire SWAT team and they don't get hit by a single bullet. And these there's like ten SWAT guys with all like automatic machine guns shooting at them at the same time, and they're just like running away from all the bullets. It's that's uh, hilarious. But it, for the most part, it's a very entertaining show. But uh, yeah, the second season was a little bit of a letdown. But so I watched that. Um, surviving Pablo Escobar that Rocky That's Five told us about, yeah. which really is good. awesome. It's like about his um, the Pablo Escobar's right hand man slash his hitman, the guy that would he would send to do all the hits for him, got locked up just before Pablo Escobar got executed. And while he was locked up and Pablo Escobar was still alive, he was fine because he was protected on the inside. But as soon as Pablo Escobar got killed, like it was mainly all rival gang members coming after 
the one hitman for Pablo Escobar. So the whole show is about him being in jail and kind of trying to maneuver his way through not getting killed by all these rival gang members. So it's pretty fascinating. It's all in Spanish, though, so you got to read uh, subtitles. Yeah. But it's it's really good. Um, you got something, man? Uh, you ever checked out the Umbrella Academy yet? I didn't start it. Didn't start it yet. Are you it, watching it? So yeah, it kind of reminds me a lot of you. Remember, you ever seen the movie The Watchmen? No, that's got a series too, right? Uh, it was a Marvel like graphic novel. Yeah. Or not Marvel, sorry, yeah. DC graphic novel. Yep. And it was like more like yeah, gritty like kind of series. Alan Moore. Yeah. Alan Moore wrote. The, it's like, uh, sorry, I didn't. No, yeah, no, 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 please. No, keep, yeah, Sam. Wa- Watchmen is just kind of an exploration of like if superheroes actually existed, they would all have like terrible psychological disorders they would be like the most fucked up people <laughs> pretty much what umbrella academy is about only they they were children when they were like the superheroes but you know they still kill people it was more like that like watchmen mixed with like kick ass in a way all right yeah, it still yeah. likes that comedic element yeah kick ass has that lightheartedness to it too exactly so it's kind of like the mix of those two uh Notable executive producers on this show, Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance oh, and, really? and Mary J. Blyde. Really? Yeah, and, and Mary, Mary J. Blyde is actually in the show. Huh, yeah. that's awesome. Um, that's funny that you mentioned that. I didn't even know that that's what that was originally supposed to be about. That could almost be like a funny satirical, like, comedy-based one if you thought about it. Like, if there was, like, a support group for, like, all the shit that... Yeah. <laughs> that, Ellen, that uh, Ellen Page is, like, one of the main people in it, too. Oh, is she in yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, she was in that other superhero movie with Rain Wilson that was fucking funny. Super. Uh, so yeah, Super, it's called yeah. Super. Yeah, 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 that one is real interesting. I feel like it kind of got overlooked when it came out. It but did. It's real interesting movie. Yeah. Wasn't uh? Did Rain Wilson write and direct that too, or was he just the star of that? I can't remember if that was like his like. Project or you might be right about I that. I think he I'm might not, have. I'm not sure. It was like a super violent, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. movie too. <laughs> like really unexpected things happening too. You're like, whoa, okay, didn't see that coming out of nowhere. But um, yeah, and then the uh, the last one, E Man, that I was watching until I kick it over to you guys and see if you guys have anything. Um, is actually directed by Ben Stiller and it's a series show, a serious show. Um, it was like a six part mini series on Showtime called Escape from Denimora. I heard of it. I haven't checked it out. And it's Benicio Del Toro and... Ooh, I like him. Um, yeah. Patricia Arquette. Like and too. then... I forget the I forget the other... You'd recognize the other main character in it. He's had small roles in like different movies coming up, but he's got to, he was in There Will Be Blood. He was like the young kid in There Will Be Blood. He was in The Girl Next Door. He was like the nerdy kid in The Girl Next Door. I know you've, you've uh, seen Emily that. Hirsch. No, it's not, it's not him, but okay. it was the... The kid that oh, plays his buddy with glasses. Kid. Uh, I forget his name uh, on it. But anyways, that uh, it's a it's a prison escape movie about them two teaming together and trying to break out of this prison. It's a true story too. What's the name of the show? Uh, escape from Denimore or Denimora. I just finished it today before I got here. Actually, it was pretty good. But um, that's all I got for film this week. You guys watching anything before we cut into a little bit of the Oscars? Anything worth talking about? I just rewatched the Indiana Jones trilogy. It's on, the whole thing is on Netflix right now. And, uh, is it really? I yeah. just have to say that Temple of Doom is uh, the most batshit ridiculous movie that I've ever seen, <laughs> and I have no idea how or why that movie was made the way that it was. <laughs> um, I remember it like being a part of my childhood, um, but uh, yeah, going back and like watching it now with an adult size holy shit that's wild i've that's got all a confession i, I haven't actually seen all three indiana jones movies 
Raiders. That's gonna be He's really uh, good. Watch the one with week. uh with. You with say the, Raiders is the best one? With uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. John Williams <laughs> did the music. <laughs> and it's the only thing I saw about the Shia LaBeouf one was how bad South Park like. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> that movie was terrible. <laughs> they like equated it to like watching their friend be the raped on screen. Best up, they actually had. <laughs> sorry, to, like they actually like uh set it up for him to take over the series too, and it was just it was that bad to where. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> yeah, I have to check that out. I, I, I'll, I'm gonna go and watch those this week if they're all on Netflix. So. Raiders Neil. of the Lost Ark. Um, was so good that I had to watch it twice it just to like, get all really the little the little parts of it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of subtleties going on there. Yeah, Paul Dano, that's his name. Oh, okay, right. So on. he was also in Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe. Yep, yep, yep. He's been in a lot of. So, oh, that was that's new on Netflix too right now. I want to so see. So, have you ever seen it? Like it's really back. weird. It is it's a, really <laughs> weird. It's Army like Man. it's supposed to be yeah. funny, yeah. but the whole time you're just like, I don't know, I don't know how to laugh at this. Like it is cringeworthy at times. Yeah, really weird. But it. You know, if you're just really baked and you just like don't have anything else to watch, it's, One it's good for like a weird laugh. One of the most unique experiences I've had watching a movie in a long time, for better or for worse. Agreed. It's kind of like um like a weekend at Bernie's concept, isn't it? Kind of like keeping a dead guy alive. Mm. Like, <laughs> like, you ever? What was the movie where they had the uh the guy who was a zombie and he like had to come back and warm bodies where he had to come back to life? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. So yeah, imagine that weekend at Bernie's, warm bodies, and just like. Some other like <laughs> fart humor, like a Terrence <laughs> and Phillips special or something like that. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe has gone on to do some like weird projects. Tu- um, what was the one with the tusk? Oh, was it just called Tusk? He wasn't in that. Well, that not Tusk. I'm sorry. Horns. Was he horns. He grows the devil horns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. That was another movie that was just entirely batshit insane. So was Tusk. I, I don't even know how that movie got made. Was I was that, like, uh, I was mad after I got. Was that a it. Kevin Smith? Yeah. Movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Justin Long was uh, the guy with the tusk. Yeah, what? That was terrible. You literally turned him into a walrus. Speaking of Kevin Smith, (laughs) Jay and Silent Bob reboot on the way. Yeah, I saw that. They actually posted the photo. I think they were having open casting calls for like supporting roles. Yeah, they were. I saw that too. Trying to get on him. One year ago. Oh yeah, we gotta give a shout out to Kevin Smith. Actually, one year ago today he had his heart attack. Oh yeah. Yeah, He lost a lot of weight since then. Yeah, because yeah, he was. That's why he had a heart attack. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, good for him. I read down the premise of that new one, though, and it seems like it's almost the exact same premise of uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So I'm ki- kind of curious how they're okay. gonna how they're gonna rework this and not make it another shitty ass sequel movie. Like there's a lot of going on. Around. Super Troopers too. <laughs> it was awful. It, like they just it was the same movie in Canada. That was. That was <laughs> I don't even know how they got Rob Lowe to do that movie. Like I don't know why he signed up for that. That movie was so trash. Oh god. And that was a crowdfunded movie too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which sucks. That's like a <laughs> Blue Mountain State movie. When they did that, did they make a movie to that? Yeah, I heard it was that all show was actually really funny. I never watched it. The though. movie was not that great. No, no. <laughs> it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. I okay. might. Didn't wasn't Denise Richards on that show? She wasn't in the movie, but yeah, she was on the show. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you guys got anything else on movie wise, music wise? I mean, not music, uh, film wise. No. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon three just came out. Is that a Pixar movie? <laughs> yes, it's the last in the series. I can't wait for it. I was actually gonna go see it today, but then things came up so i'm gonna go see it tomorrow because i got the day off like this. this podcast no 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 i was gonna go before the podcast because oh, i had okay. like a, i had a little window in between me working and the podcast to go see it and i actually bought the <laughs> ticket but i couldn't make it oh. yeah so that kind of sucked yeah that's, that's what it is i love those pixar movies though man they're like they're kids movies but they're totally gear and oriented for adults as well there's always a, there's always a message in there for the adults well, taking their kids um, part of their strategy is to like 
part of their strategy is to, like to engage your empathy like almost instantly. Um, yeah, like up, like was this weird movie? We uh, as a family we went there to just like uh, my grandma had literally just passed away like the day or two days before, mm-hmm. so it was like after the, all the uh, stuff was going on and um, like the first five minutes of up is like tragic. Yeah, uh, like oh it's just yeah. this like beautiful yeah. love story, and then she just like is gone. Mm. <laughs> it's just sad, and then oh it's my just gosh, like, her whole family's just like weeping. Yeah, in, in um, up at the very beginning. But they, yeah, they really think about um, getting you to connect with those characters. Mm-hmm. That's true. They're, they're geniuses over there. Have you seen the? Uh, have you seen Incredibles two? No. Okay. Anyway, all right. It's on Netflix right now. It is. I there was, watch but it. I'm not talking about Incredibles two. I'm talking about the movie. If you saw it in theaters, there was like a little mini movie before Incredibles two. It was about this. Uh, it was about this mom creating dumplings, but the dumpling she it became like her son, and her son <laughs> like was uh he was growing up and like becoming more and more mature to where the fact that you know when you grow up like as a like you know like part of that growing up stage is kind of distancing yourself from your parents a little bit and kind of just doing your own thing. So it was kind of, he was dissing himself for his mom. It was like, hey, mom, I don't want to talk to you. Like that whole teenage rebellion era type deal. And, you know, because I lost my mom. That kind of hit me home, like at home when I was watching that. And it was like a 10-minute movie. I'm like, like, dude, I can't watch this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was really beautifully done. So shout out to Pixar on that. Yeah, Pixar short films are oftentimes better than all the sequels that they're making. They, if they yeah. are, though. So I feel like they're oh, yeah. free to like create something in that space. Or was the mini movie they did with the they did the first like on like animated like gay romance thing? I forgot. Oh, I forgot what. Well, I forgot what movie was before. I think it was like Monsters University was before or something like that. I, don't know. Hmm. I really like the volcano one though. That was dope. The lava. Yeah, it's such a beautiful. I sat down with my nephew on uh, Christmas morning this year, who's three years old, and we started watching Coco together, and he got distracted, and I was like, I need to finish this. I'm like, I'm I'm pausing this, and I'm watching this when I go home, because this movie's amazing. Speaking of animated, uh, (laughs) quick shout out to Into the Spider-Verse, won an Oscar last night. Yeah. Yes, it was... It was our, It was the best animated movie to me of all last I'm year. I'm going to go as far as to say that it might be the best Spider-Man film ever made. Pro- wow. That's probably not a... I, I want to see Hot it really damn, big. I agree, actually. I so basically, there's been some good Spider-Man. Was, like some, there's it, it been solid Spider-Man good. movies, for sure. But Isn't I think it like the conceptually same? there's like... Like a Spider-Man of every different ethnicity. So you you know the multiverse theory, the multiverse theory. Not really. So it was Spider-Man in different realities. So you have like parallel universes. So yeah. So you have like Peter Parker, like main Peter Parker. So spoiler: main Peter Parker is dead. Mm -hmm. That's why Miles Morales comes out, and that's actually in the comic book. Oh, okay, all right. But so you have old Peter Parker, uh, the anim, the anime Spider-Man. I forgot. Uh, You have Spider Noir, which is like the you know, like the 1920 Spider-Man, like mm. where you're like a private a private investigator type deal. Uh, the Howard the Duck Spider-Man. Spider- <laughs> oh, no, not that duck. Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig, yeah. <laughs> He's like very Howard the Duck-esque. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then uh, I'm missing Spider one. Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen, yeah. Spider-Gwen, who was actually in the comic books, like Gwen Stacy. Oh, okay. Yeah, who was actually, you know, played by Emma, what's her name? Emma Watson? Not Emma Watson. You always Emma get the Emma's Stone. mixed up. Our, the three Emmas. Emma Watson, Stone? Emma Roberts, Emma um, Stone. It was played by Emma Stone, okay. actually, yeah. Wasn't she actually in one of the Spider-Man That's what movies? I'm talking about. Yeah, that movie uh, with uh, Andrew Garfield. Okay, yeah. But yeah, she, uh, she played Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Yeah. yeah, Gwen Stacy. Well, Gwen, Spider-Gwen is in the movie. 
Yeah, I wanted to see it. Seth Rogen put out like a tweet saying it was the trippiest movie he's seen in the last decade. The animation is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but yeah it was... so much cool stuff going on with the visuals. In the uh, Post Malone and Sway Lee did the main song for that. Oh, that's cool. Too. But yeah, I, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. Well, that's a good segue into the Oscars, E-Man. What were your thoughts on it? Because I know you told me you watched it. I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't watch no, it? No, I didn't watch oh. it. I just got like the highlights. And oh, you got the like highlights? That. Shout out to uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga for getting that best song, though. Dude, their performance so. was very uncomfortable to watch, though. I'm not going to lie. Did you watch it? <laughs> 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 no, I didn't. It was super I didn't weird, bro. It. Is it all right? Play First, it real, I, I will, I'll start with a positive on it, though. Bradley Cooper can sing his ass off live for not knowing that Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper can, can sing. sing. I was yeah. like, damn, that's pretty good. Um, but the way they were set up was just so weird. So, all right, so it's like she's sitting by the piano, right? She's not sitting at the piano yet. She's sitting by the piano, and he's sitting in a chair much like this, just, like, staring at her. So he does his verse singing, like, right at her, and then she sings a little bit looking straight at him, and then she walks around and sits on the piano and then, you know, does the Lady Gaga, like, belting it out and, like, ripping the piano. And then Bradley Cooper gets up from his chair, walks around and sits next to her on the piano, but doesn't play the piano, just gets, like, really close to her face, and they <laughs> sing the last little bit together. Rubber raggy. <laughs> yeah. Did you it watch was really the, awkward. Have you watched the movie? Uh, no, I yeah. I started to watch it, but I didn't want to be in a depressing mood. It was mood, that so good, not. bro. I've yeah. seen it twice. It I was, watched it, it on was Friday. Good. That's was it Friday. good? Yeah. yeah. It's good. The, the mixing, it's perfect. I, I mean, think it won for mixing. Oh, no, you know really what? Um, the the Queen movie won for mixing and editing. Yeah, which deservedly so. Like yeah. that Live A concert was dope. Like, that, that, that Live A concert was absolutely dope. Movie, and Rami Malek awesome. actually won Best Actor too for Freddie yeah. Mercury. Yeah. Uh, your movie though, on Green Book, Green won Book be- won. took on the Best Movie. I I haven't seen it yet. I know you have though. I loved it. Yeah. I know. Like some people were giving it shit for how like people thought Spike Lee's movie should have won over it, but. I don't know. Black I thought they were, was good. They were both great movies. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have been really happy good. with either of those winning. And Spike Lee did win for uh, best adapt or best, best original screen screenplay play or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because so it was, it was a real story. So right. Uh, in what? general, I just find the Oscars like I like the Grammys because like I don't think Black Panther should have been in there. I still say that. Yeah, up, we talked up and down to this day. <laughs> right. In, in general, I thought the award show was kind of boring. Um, Oscars aren't as fun to watch as the Grammys because you're not watching like musical performances as much. Well, there was like a few, but it was just for the original songs that were just kind of whatever. Right. I think Jennifer Hudson sang, uh, Bette Midler sang, and I think the only person that didn't perform a song that was nominated for like the movie was nominated uh, was Kendrick and SZA didn't perform. Uh, uh, a song they did one best. Uh, they actually did one like the best soundtrack though. No, uh, yeah, Lud- they were they Lud- were nominated. Lud- but, like, everyone Wilson. performed the title track from the yeah. best movie, but they didn't for whatever reason didn't perform the Black Panther one. He actually had a he's having a big year by the way. Ludwig, he oh, won yeah, that. Ludwig. He also won a Grammy for This Is America because yeah. he produced that for Gambino. Yeah, yeah. He's apparently he's done a lot of stuff with Ryan Coogler. Like I think he did um, the score to Fruitvale Station and um, like even a, a a short movie that Ryan Coogler did for like film school. So those two have kind of been working like hand in hand for a while. Ludwig is uh, Childish Gambino's like writing partner that writes all of them yep, with him. Is right he won for scoring the Black Panther last night. Nice. Yep, yeah. and he had that Grammy for This Is America this year too. So. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. On his or, way to sorry, that, he got bro a couple Grammys. <laughs> sorry, you said what? He's on his way to that. He got. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have he got from behind the scenes. He got for sure. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, that's all I really had about the Oscars. You didn't watch it, so you got anything else? Yeah, you I didn't watch mention? it. I, I was, was happy uh, that Regina uh, King won. She deserves dude, it. She's the fucking best. She went best. from the Boondocks to like to Oscar move. Like if Bill Street could talk, bro. I'm, like I'm so proud. of I her. just watched yeah. Bill Street the other day. By the way, that was a deep movie. Man. I just watched that's, Boondocks. That's like, a good one. Ago, <laughs> and I'm just like hearing her voice in Boondocks. 
Are you guys familiar with the Boondocks? Mm -hmm. Yes. Just hearing her as Huey and Riley is just hilarious. And now she has an Oscar. I haven't seen that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She was awesome on that show, too. It only lasted a season and got canceled, but it was like that seven-second show that she was on. I heard about it. She was really awesome on it. So I was happy that she won something last night. Um, Yeah, that's all I got for the film and stuff like that. Move on to quick couple things I wanted to mention in sports before we wrap this puppy up. Uh, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed got paid in their collusion case, finally. So that's good news. Um, I think they ended up settling for like $20 million they're both getting paid. or He's not getting, but Colin Kaepernick is for loss of wages for the seasons that he hasn't been able to play. But um, So I'm glad Cap is finally getting some money out of the Bro, NFL. he was getting that Nike money. Oh, well, he's, he was he's, he's making money in other avenues, he but he's fine. also donating he that shit tons of money every day to different <laughs> organizations. So I don't know. It's just good to see Cap get a little something come back to him. Because he could have made probably more than $20 million if he would have been playing still. How long has he been out of the league now? Two years. Yeah. yeah. Two years. And a starting NFL quarterback probably would have made probably like 10 to $20 million a year, I would think. Yeah, I mean, he literally started a Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so good for them. Um, and let's see, was there anything else in the sports? Oh, my phone just went to the screensaver mode on me. Um, oh, yeah, there was J. Cole. The All-Star game was pretty awesome. Did you hear oh, about God, what he the did? Oh, God, the dunk. Yeah, I saw No, it. not the dunk. Did you hear about what he did for his fans? Oh, yeah, so apparently they were waiting a long time to see him perform, and I guess, like, he only went, like, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So he actually Dang. did, like, so he actually did, like, a uh, a secret concert for everybody. Yeah. Well, not a secret concert. He did, like, a free concert for everybody, I guess, after the game. Mm-hmm. Just, like, yeah, the people who couldn't cool. make it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. So his stipulations for doing the halftime show were, one, that it had to be his actual, like, J. Cole fans on the court for the sh- performance. So they were, like, sectioned off into this back room waiting for it to perform. And apparently they were back there for a while. So after that show, yeah, like E-Man said, he booked uh, another venue and brought all of them over there for free and did, like, a whole show after the All-Star game was over. That's pretty dope. And then he tried to dunk. Yeah, then he tried to dunk and missed. (laughs) (laughs) Just just so you guys get the image of this. Speaking of dunks, I would just like to say that the Steph bounce pass alley-oop to Giannis in the All-Star game. I didn't even see that one. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Team LeBron won by, like, a lot. (laughs) It was, like, 170 to 140 or something, but... The staff bounce pass alley-oop to Giannis was Amazing. one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That's sweet. Just so you get the image of J. Cole trying to dunk there. <laughs> He's up there, though, he bro. He looks there. good. He, he looks good. Yeah, he's gonna he go looks in, good missing it yeah. from that angle. Good, yeah. He was like, that's the pick I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I, if I could sure. get up that high, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to try to dunk yeah. in front of I mean, these people. I'm not going to lie. J. Cole is also like, what, like 6'2"? Yeah, he's tall tall. Yeah, he's a tall dude. Get up then. It's like, I did it earlier. See, I shouldn't have smoked that extra blunt before this one. I can't jump as high. <laughs> um, and then last thing, E-Man, that I had down for sports, I know you said you wanted to talk about it, so um, I'll kick it over to you for the whole Robert Kraft prostitution <laughs> ring type deal that happened. <laughs> it's not that funny, bro. It is, though. <laughs> it's not that oh funny. Oh, my God, the memes are great. <laughs> Did you see the memes? Yeah. There's nothing with the, funny about human trafficking. Yeah, exactly. It, it isn't. Like, it, exactly. It, it isn't, but it, this man is already a billionaire, guys. Like, off, He already has like a dynasty-winning NFL team. Why are you doing this? It's not like, – don't get me wrong. The situation is not funny. It's just that I don't get it. That's billionaires for you. <sighs> you just get bored and start doing stupid shit, I feel When you're like. a billionaire, you're just like, you know, you've gotten to that point by like – 
trying to think of every nasty way to like rub two dollars together to like make a third dollar and so like that's just but uh, yeah it's just like so <laughs> disgusting that yeah. it's just like that's why it's like it, it's uh, uh unfathomably disgusting i didn't honestly it, kn- like know like the severity like of it until i was driving over here on the way to do this podcast because i didn't read the headline i just saw that uh, Robert Kraft gets wrapped up in prostitution case. So I thought he just got busted with a hooker. Yeah. And I'm like, why are people making such a big deal about this? People get busted with hookers all the time. But then I, I'm listening to NPR on the way, and it was like part of this whole thing where this whole group of like Asian women were spent over here with uh, promise to be working in a nail salon. Oh and then God. when got here, were all t- uh, their passports were all stripped from them, and they were sold into sex trafficking and had to live in this like massage parlor where they weren't allowed out for like uh like they lived there like 24/7 they didn't let them go outside none of this stuff and like just didn't know like what to do and everything and so he's part of all of that which is disgusting so dude because when you have a billion oh, dollars you totally need that as a revenue stream it, for right. you it's like, just like, when what the rich hell? people do stupid shit i mean don't get me wrong that situation's fucked up but when rich people do stupid shit like that and it ruins their like thing cuz you know i've always never been a patriots fan but it's the, way deeper than that right. it's just like when you're rich and everyone hates you. When you're rich and everyone hates you, like he's, the original question. He's denying all involvement in everything, of course, but like, there's also people now that think that this is also part of like the hip hop police thing. So like, you know, Twenty One Savage got oh yeah up with the champion after like going like on a new like path where he's being more political and being more of an activist. Well, they're thinking now, well, Robert Kraft has showed interest in prison reform. Do you see him having like the Meek, Meek Mill, Mill like championship chain? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're thinking that this is now like their way of like getting at. Robert Kraft. Oh man, so who knows? Wow. Wow. I don't know what to believe anymore, man. And there has videos been come out to be fake historical and... precedent for that sort of behavior. Uh, yeah, not saying that that's necessarily what happened this time. True. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. For sure. Hundred percent. And I don't doubt that any uh, major sports team is probably a dirty person. <laughs> There's a lot of except uh, for the Houston well, Texans who are talking about like comparing their players to slaves, but that's a different story. Oh my god. And shout out Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert's a good guy too. Seems like at least. <laughs> Hopefully, he's doing good things for our city. Seems. I. Yeah. I'm just gonna hope. That's, I hope that's a whole warm Let's hole. Knee, we, we, can't go, we can't go. We can't go down there tonight. We can't go down. <laughs> there. That's a whole podcast. Is Dan Gilbert good or evil? That's like that's a topic of a that podcast. Could be a whole podcast. Sure. We'll yeah, have you guys back on. Have Gen- Dan we got a whole thing. We got a whole podcast on gentrification coming up, bro. Wow. This has been awesome, though. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us. Thanks for here. coming on here. E-Man, is there anything else you had to d- talk about before we wrap this puppy off? It's gone a little bit long here. so I got, damn, yeah, you're right. It's 8 o'clock already. Okay, yes, sir. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Got nothing? All right. Well, then we will kick it off to the uh, outro song, which, keeping in the theme of the band, and also we were talking about, oh, I got actually plugged into my phone today. Um, I'm going to play you one of my favorite Tedeschi Trucks songs, nice. which is called Midnight in Harlem. Just got to pull it up real quick. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for your guys' uh, record release show. I'm about to uh, go to that for sure. But with no further ado, here is Midnight in Harlem. Thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye.
my heart was bleeding and it hurt my bones. 